I'm Lauren Maxwell, and this is We're All Friends Here. Welcome to Let's Talk, a series of conversations about life's biggest questions. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to my dear friend, Travis. Travis Lamont Ballinger is a generative artist. He's produced for a number of companies, including Arena Stage, Hip Hop Theater Festival, the Drama League of New York, and the Old Globe Theater, where he currently serves as Associate Artistic Director. Travis also worked as a producer for Market Road Films, primarily creating films for National Geographic. In August, Travis will start as a producer with Leah Volick Productions, a New York-based commercial producing company. Travis, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to do this. Okay. So first of all, tell us how you're doing today. We've all been isolating for two and a half months now somehow. And I'm wondering in this moment, how you're feeling? Um, I, I'm a mixed bag as I have been this, this entire time. I've I had some really positive and great things happening today and have some fun things to look forward to. And then I also found myself just like really frustrated and, and uh, upset about other things that happened today. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of this mixed bag. I think I'm very tired. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Everything with the, you know, the George Floyd and mm-hmm. with uh, so like working through that yeah. in the moment of this pandemic. But I was able to like go and get some contacts for the first time and get them in my eye, in my <laughs> eyes. So like there was a win. Yeah, that's absolutely a win. Yeah. And um, you know, talking about some of the more difficult emotions, I was wondering. I think this might relate to some things you just said. How has living through this experience in all its complexity, has it made you feel fearful in any way? Yeah, I mean, I think that, yes, absolutely. It's there are moments when I don't, uh, when I'm afraid of what is to come, because this doesn't feel like, this is obviously not the end. Um, this is there, there's something on the other side and I try not to be, I'm not a paranoid person, but something like this time has taught me, uh, to, to question my, my hope to question my, um, glass half full nature. And that maybe, uh, I just need to be better prepared and maybe I need to just assume that something is coming uh, something else is coming. I also, it, I, I, it's, I live alone um, mm-hmm. in a city that I'm still kind of new to because I haven't, it's only been a year and I've traveled a lot this year. So I haven't even really been here. So I'm living alone in a city that I was alone in beforehand. And it, uh, that has been uh, terrifying because I mm-hmm. think if I get it, uh, I'll be by myself um, and that's scary. But then also I, I'm just, I've never have experienced such silence for so long. Yeah. Um, and that has been both illuminating and sometimes invigorating and sometimes really terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how has it been illuminating for you? Um, I am getting to know myself again. 
this last year I've been traveling a lot and working and working nonstop. And I was about to be going into another situation where I was going to be working um, a lot. Mm -hmm. And so having this time to just kind of sit with myself, Mm -hmm. um, knowing what uh, uh, re-experimenting with how to speak to myself, um, how to care for myself, uh, that has been I, I, that has been really illuminating. I've learned that I am a person who desperately needs a routine. That I am a person mm-hmm. who needs structure and systems in place. Um, yeah. And I've learned that I can meet that challenge. That I can give myself structure and systems. And so I'm really proud yeah. of of that. Um, and at first, I, at first, I was a little ashamed that. I put so much stock into like waking up at six thirty in the morning, always working out, always doing mm-hmm. this, doing that. I was like, Travis, you like it, it's like if you don't do these things, you will fall apart. And I'm like, no, it's true. If I don't do these things, if I don't stick to this plan, then things could fall apart. So stick to the plan. That's healthy, not yeah. painful. Yeah. Yeah. I so admire that because I'm not someone who um, comes by structure and discipline naturally. (laughs) And I sort of like seek this creative freedom at all times, but I've also learned that I need some sense of structure and I don't know that I've been as successful at finding it, but um, yeah, I think that's a major achievement. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I, I, I like, and I do think that some people need more or less structure than others. I think that, I, you know, I, my, in my life growing up, I didn't have a ton of structure. Um, and so, so that like, it was all just kind of, uh, freedom to some extent, but then in that it felt oppressive. And so yeah, being able to give that to myself and say, no, you're going to get up and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And you're going to do this because these things are going to make you feel good. These things are going to make you sleep better at night. These things are going to make you. So it will um, be worth it on the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, I'm still thinking I am still going to hold hope that I'm going to at least get a week this summer of, (laughs) of a moment in a skimpy bikini on a beach. (laughs) Yeah. Please. So I'm preparing yeah, for that your whenever it comes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep me posted. Cause I think I need that too. Um, so yeah, in terms of, um, the positives though, the, yeah. the fears and the challenges have been so present, I think for all of us. And that's one reason why I think these conversations are so important so that we can feel that sense of, um, camaraderie and, mm-hmm. you know, mutual challenge. But in terms of the positives, have you found any unexpected sources of joy these past two months? This is, this is going to sound bizarre. I know that it will, but in with, uh, George Floyd and all of the other, um, black people who have been killed, Mm -hmm. um, by the police or others during this pandemic, I feel like I've seen more attention being paid by my white friends Mm. um, and language being used in a way that I'd never seen before during Trayvon or during the Ferguson, like language being used about anti-racism or um, what it means to uh, really hear someone and really think about some of the things that people are talking about. And I think that is directly connected to um, this pandemic. I think that mm. 
this is going to, it's not going to sound like a moment of joy, but I actually yeah. am feeling joy from it because there is something about discovering that the systems that we have in place mm-hmm. are not always working and are not always working to protect you that people discovering that white people discovering that mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. allows for them to hear, um, that these systems have not been in place for a very long time yeah. and that there are other people who have been trampled over by yeah. these same governments that are built to protect us. And that what this need, what we need to do is redesign these systems. We need to change mm-hmm. how we, how our living is structured um, up, so that yeah. more people can be protected. And I think that that is directly connected to this pandemic. I hadn't considered that. And I'm so happy to hear as your friend that you're finding some joy there. And I would, it sounds like maybe I'm hearing that there's also probably some joy in just discovering that all the fights up to this point, all the speaking up for your life mattering is finally, is finally being heard. And maybe each conversation went a little bit further. And then finally the pandemic sort of put us over the tipping point. Absolutely. Um, It's it's also, you know, the, it's, how can it, how can it not, right? That when you, when we didn't have to get here to where we are now all locked inside of our homes for Mm -hmm. the foreseeable future, we didn't have to get here, but we did. And so now we're, we're all every day analyzing the structures that put us here that, that led to this happening. And so that's all just a part of that. It's analyzing those structures and seeing what's working and what's broken. And so I think that people are actually just getting better at that and getting more Mm -hmm. experience at it and feeling it impact them personally changes how they can see and impact other people. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think so many white Americans are experiencing for the first time that feeling of being let down by the system. And I think there's no going back from that. And, you know, I wish that they had had the empathy to consider that before. Um, But if that's a positive we can take from this, then so be it. Here we are. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And um, I love that the way you're pulling out that silver lining. And I also wanted to ask you, I'm glad you went back to this topic because I wanted to circle back and see if you had any thoughts, because I was thinking about the protests that are going on this week, um, especially in Minneapolis and now popping up in other cities as well. And, um, you know, it was really striking to me that Black Americans are being forced in this moment to choose between their survival in two different ways. Mm -hmm. So they can put themselves at risk in terms of the pandemic and go to the protest, or they can risk not protesting, which is another means of not standing up for their own survival. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting to me that there comes a time when there's no other answer, but to put your actual body on the line. Right. And I just, what you have, if you've had any thoughts along those lines, I mean, I said, you know, that it like, I have more fear of being killed by the police than I do of dying from this pandemic. I have, mm. I, I feel like I am much more in um, harm's way uh, when I walk down my upper middle class, all white neighborhood in Hillcrest, San Diego, um, mm-hmm. than I am when I, uh, than I am with the pandemic. Uh, it is so, I, and so I don't think that there is truly an option 
that it is that we have to. I also think that people are sitting in their homes and there's less work. And even for people who still have work, there's just less of it. Things mm-hmm. are slowing down. And so we're having more time to think and to consider. And I mm-hmm. think that um, hopefully that will lead to uh, uh, people considering change. Um, we're also, you know, everyone sees, everyone feels so angry as we should be. I mean, just yeah. like enraged. And I think enraged for a myriad of reasons, the, the, the deaths of black people by agents mm-hmm. of the state, but then also, um, the being locked in our homes and, and not having, uh, uh and, and, and this having happened. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and I think that we're all looking for ways to channel that rage, um, mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's without, I don't think we have a choice. I think we have to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and you know, another thing I was going to ask you, which maybe in a way we've already answered it, but we're at least heading in that direction. Um, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, the fact that there's no going back to quote normal, the whole world has changed. And a lot of people keep saying like, Oh, I just want to go back to normal. And I find myself thinking there that's not possible. You know, the only constant is change and there's really no going back now. So I'm wondering if a new world order could emerge after this pandemic and, you know, we could be part of creating it and making it a reality. What's the first thing that you would like to see happen as a foundation of that new world order? Wow. That's a great question. (laughs) I mean, great. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it has something to do. I know, I'm not exactly sure what it is. I think it definitely has something to do with uh, the health of all the people around us, and that, and meaning that in in really kind of big terms, that what we, I, I think, what we, if we can learn anything from this, is that life is precious, and that everyone's life around us is precious, mm-hmm. and there's some people's lives that have been. Um, that have mattered less than mm-hmm. other people, and yeah. how do we ensure that all that that all people's lives matter? Yes. How do we ensure that by looking at the people's lives that matter less? And I mean that in terms of Black Lives Matter, and I also yes. mean that in terms of healthcare, and I also mean that in terms of yes. housing rights, and I also mean that in terms. Of, so it's there are yeah. all of these systems that are all connected. I don't know if we were able to see the kind of interconnectivity of these different systems of our lives beforehand and until there was kind of a a stoppage in the program. And now we're able to see that um, to some extent. And I, and so it's not, you're not able to kind of fix this little piece over here or duct tape that piece over there together. You've got to have to look at the whole thing and say, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do about this? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if we can at least start from that place of how do we ensure that everyone is living yeah. fully, yeah. then, uh, then I think that where, wherever we head, it will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I absolutely love the way that you distilled that down because I think you're right. If we get in line on that piece, then everything else is a natural progression, mm-hmm. a natural extension of that. If every living thing matters. And for me, it does even extend, it starts of course at the human level, but it does extend to all life because as Absolutely. we watch, you know, biodiversity disappear, mm-hmm. however many species are going extinct every day now and all those things, I would like to see us value 
all life on this planet um, in a way that our actions follow and our actions can stand behind that and really have some integrity and some care and thoughtfulness. And if we need a human-centered reason behind it, there would probably be no COVID if we were not, if, yeah. if, if global warming was not happening in the way that it is happening, that yes. like these things are directly connected to each other, that if we don't take care of the planet that we're living on with all the species that we're living with, then these things are going to happen. Exactly. Um, so just how defo- do we... Just deforestation, you know, as yes. wildlife makes its way um, into suburbia, into urban areas, we're yeah. going to have more and more crossover of disease. And so, you know, Absolutely. I think we should all save our masks, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, this is not, <laughs> this is definitely not going to be the last one. And we are, and like, I didn't realize how unprepared for this we were. Oh, and Travis. Everyone yeah. has been talking about, like you're saying, that show pandemic. And, mm-hmm. and even, you know, Barack Obama, <laughs> when what was it h1n1 or something like when that was mm-hmm. happening it was like this is not going to be the last yeah, we, yeah. how are we not prepared for this i know i know and um this takes my mind back to what you were saying about hope as well and what you and i were discussing previously it's like some of us just you know every <laughs> every election every um every situation we find it within ourselves to dig up you know another shred of hope and just like offer it forward, like palms upturned, you know, like all I can do is hope for the best for other people, for my country and for this planet. And then it just feels like someone takes their heel, like a big heavy boot and just like stomps on it and just like, and then also grinds the heel in back and forth, you know? And so, um, yeah, but you said something about hope earlier that I, what were you saying? It was, it was so beautiful. Well, I, I mean, it's like that hope, my hope has been tested during this and mm-hmm. and frightened, but that hope is to some extent a revolutionary act that if we, that believing that things will get better requires mm-hmm. us to make them, make them better. Um, and believing that what we're doing will make things good um, is a revolutionary act. It's mm-hmm. so easy. I think that, um, for, uh, I don't like to think in terms of like them against us, but I do think that for like the powers and the, the powers that be, um, that it's easier to control and to, um, dictate when there is no hope. Um, yeah. so there is something right. brave. They need and us courageous. disempowered. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is brave. And it, it, I think the thing is, um, we didn't necessarily consider or realize how brave the act of hope is when we took it for granted. And the more it gets stomped out, the braver it gets because the deeper you have to dig and the more you have to find those like-minded people who can keep you going when you can't going yourself, who can hear you when you're feeling fearful, when you're feeling overwhelmed. And, um, it was yeah. when Barack Obama became president, I remember saying to someone, I had a, a lot to drink that night of the election, and I'm running around the streets of, they're running around U Street in Washington, D.C., just Ugh. like with a group of just going crazy. And I remember saying to someone, this is it. Now the engines of the machine are working for the good, yes. and it's just going to work out this way. And somehow I forgot that we still had to like, 
program uh-huh. things that we still have to do. Like in that moment, I start I, I, like the belief that, oh, it's just going to work out uh, yeah. and that like it's going to work out without us. No, we have yeah. to we still have to stand there. We still got to clock in and do our part. Yes. Yeah, that's so that's so true and resonates so much, especially, you know, from 2016 till now of just having to show up over and over again, having to make the calls, having to donate, having to do whatever you can. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we have a long road ahead, but we'll do it yeah. together. Yes, yes, we will. Yes, we will. And I do think they're going to be, I'm like, I, my goal is to just find as many moments of joy as humanly mm. possible to try and find as many moments of joy as I possibly can, because I, like, we're going to need that. Like we're going to, we're going to need those to, to oh, pick ourselves up. That is such a good thought. And, um, you know, yeah, just, I feel like you and I could probably talk about, um, finding like good for all humanity forever. Cause I think we yeah. both have some Aquarius going on. Yes, that's right. Right. Yes, yeah. Are, very are you a triple? Is that right? I, you know, I found out that my, that the reading that told me I was a triple Aquarius was wrong. Oh my I am God. A double so Aquarius with like okay. a Leo in there or something. Oh, I can see that. And Aww. I see that too. I However, love it. Like, I have like my entire identity now has been built around being a triple oh Aquarius. And so I'm a little upset about it. But here yes, we are. <laughs> I get that. Um, but I, you know, was also gonna say that I've known you for 18 years now, almost yeah. 20. Yeah. Um, which is unbelievable. And crazy. it's insane. Um, but as long as I've known you, um, even before I knew you well, the thing that I associated with you was, um, when you walk into a room, you literally light it up and you bring this palpable joy and enthusiasm. And that might be a little bit of your Leo shining through, (laughs) but you say I shouldn't fight it. I should just embrace the Leo. (laughs) Possibly. possibly. Um, just the joy. Yeah. The enthusiasm, but, um, thank you. uh, Yeah. And thank you for sharing that with us here. Um, Okay. One more question. Of course. So if you heard tonight that the pandemic was miraculously over, everyone had been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Who is the first person that you would rush to see tomorrow? Oh, that's a great question. Um, who is the first person that I would, or one person that would be at the top of the list? I would, it's, 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 if, 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 if time and space were no issue, yes. it would be there. I have this group of friends, these like, like five guys in New York mm-hmm. who have all been distant from each other. And we are all very, very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, sometimes you're like, I'll hold too close, but like, we're all <laughs> very close and we have not been in the same space together since yeah. before this happened. And that has been, uh, to like, it has felt emotionally damaging in a way. Ugh, yeah. um, and so I just want to, and I like, this is kind of cheating, but I just want to sit in a room with them. Mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. sit in a room with them. Like yeah. we used to cuddling on a couch, all five of us just piled on top mm-hmm. of each other and mm-hmm. just be, um, yeah. that's, that's what I would do. I would just go pile on a couch with those, with those boys and I just be. That sounds amazing. I cannot wait until we can all do that. 
I know, me too. <laughs> Every day I check the news for more information about vaccines. I have this like every day every day i check the news thinking okay just because i'm trying to regulate what news i'm reading and like what i'm taking in and so i, I give myself an hour a day for media and that hour most of that has to be devoted to um just reading about vaccines because that yeah. gives me hope and so yeah. um and, and so every day i, I do that and it's yeah Okay. Hope and joy. We're going to make Hope it through. We're going to do it. We're going to be fine. At the end of this, we're going to be fine. And at the end of this, we're going to be, I think, I, I truly do actually believe that there's some really positive and amazing things that are going to come out of this. I believe that we're starting to see the seeds of that mm-hmm. now and all of these demonstrations and all of these and the agitation that people seem to be feeling and the, and the, and the demands that people are starting to make of their government. Um, I think that that's the beginning of something really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I do, I do remain um, hopeful and maybe it's stupid of me, but no, I'm trying to no. hold on to that. Yeah. Let's do it together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Travis. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Oh my God. You're the best. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to We're All Friends Here. You'll get an email once a week on Saturday mornings with an essay or a conversation about the struggle and the beauty of being alive. Take care out there, and I'll see you next time.